Welcome back to Ghostly Talk. This is Scott L. This is Amber, and tonight we have Keith J. Clark back on the show, which this is maybe like the fourth time back. We we can't have him back enough. He's an alumni. He's just a super We're not talking about Project St. Peter on this show. That will happen down the road because we were still unboxing, I think, like part one (laughs) of the the weird saga that is Project St. Peter. Um, anyway, yeah, so we are, people are expecting we're expecting him to come back and talk more yeah, about that. So this is an EVP ITC dorks uh, kind of dream show because Keith likes to push the boundaries on how to experiment with sound, especially anybody that's experimented with uh, EVP knows the importance sometimes of having background noise. Uh, and then there's been also a lot of interest in like the feedback loop and the reverb. Uh, when we had Amanda well, Woomer on. Uh, the show yeah. a few back, we talked about making a spirit portal and, and, and using different pedals to connect, to create Effects those, effe- yeah, to yeah. create those different um, what, what we're focusing levels on, of sound. What we're focusing on here tonight is artificial intelligence in the paranormal and yeah. how it's going to apply to the paranormal. Because Keith is using a program with the acronym CRISP that yeah, it's, and it's, it's a new uses program artificial here. intelligence to modulate, I guess, well, what, the, no, to clean up, ba- no, to clean, clean, up background? clean up background okay. noise. And, that's, and it's, it's a product called CRISP that's out there. Okay. It, 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 it interacts with programs like Zoom yeah. that, we're, that we use tonight. Skype, whatever you're, yeah. Zoom, Skype. I mean, Skype, I think, is kind of old hat. Don't let them hear that from me they'll sue me or something but uh zoom you know that's what we're using tonight and powerful little thing that you can use and it's changing the game and this stuff like crisp is modulating and taking that background noise out that's a problem we still have with these things and that's what's fun about if you are someone interested in the paranormal and technology the technology side of things yeah it's fun when things come along and then paranormal people just kind of grab it and experiment with it and go what can we do with this (laughs) No, and, it's like like though going way back, like you know the Radio Shack hack. If you were like when the first Ghost Boxes came out, oh, let's take this radio and just, well, just make it looping all the time. Us in and, the old days, just like I, I always love telling that story. Uh, Doug and I would go to flea markets and just buy up old junk little little AM yeah. FM radios. We buy them up like five or ten for like five bucks. These things were just like they were yeah. just giving them away basically, and we'd bring all this stuff back and we just plug all these or put batteries in them and we just sit there and make noise yeah and record it um and the root of what's happening what we're going to be talking about tonight with keith or what he's discussing mainly is the the artificial intelligence is what's being applied to remove that noise as opposed to us using our ears or trying to filter things in an extreme way yeah um, generally you know our ears are going to be the best filters there are Right. Well, and the goal of this type of uh, research is to hear it right. Cor- well, I hate to say right or correct, but to hear something clearly yeah. the first time around and not have to sit there going, "What did I?" Hear? Well, that's what any, was that's that? any EVP. And, and I I like we did mention this in the show that people that have done EVP for a while, when you are doing it, that sometimes you might be physically hearing it, but as you get better at listening to things. You are starting to also psychically hear it, yeah. like sort of like tele, you know, well, this, telepathically. This, this, which I think there's that's a lot really to unpack cool. here. There really um, is. Yeah, and, and yeah, this is gonna be one of those shows. If you want, yeah. if you're someone that wants to experiment with this type of thing, Keith has multiple streams that you can check out of this background noise to experiment with. Yeah, um, at veranormal.com. What are they? 
We also, with a V, and we also have that link on our site. We'll have it. Um, link we'll sh- to the show here. It's, the, yeah. You're listening to you right now. Nothing's it's, hard it's, to find on the internet anymore. No. But you can also go to YouTube, and there's always a 24-7 link of strange noises. I, it's a streams. It's, it's a, a stream. They're the very normal YouTube And there's images, page. too, that pop up. And sometimes I, I see, when I go to bed at night, I, listen, I do a lot of YouTube videos and stuff, and sometimes I'll click on that because I subscribe to it, so I'll click on it, and... Sometimes you do see kind of weird pictures, and I'm like, well, of course, I'm really skeptical of that kind of stuff because I'm like, my mind's just matrixing, and of course, I'm going to look for human-shaped forms, but there's some every once in a while, you're like, hmm, and of course, as you experiment with this stuff, the longer you do it, they say, the the more you're going to start getting accurate images and it's voices. It's like working a and, muscle. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, He's so, a real thinker, and that's what I, what we love talking to him. I mean, I obviously, the Project St. Peter stuff is fascinating, but- um, getting into some real guts and some real technology that's being applied yeah. right now as we speak. Uh, this is and, fantastic. Just fantastic. And very normal. It's growing still, but there's there's like 200 plus people over, there. people over there. And uh, last time I checked, I saw that. And there there is a big ITC family over there. I think probably because that's Keith's primary that's his, stuff. Yeah. Like there's not people over there necessarily chatting about like haunted places and stuff like that. But not that you couldn't start that forum topic. Yeah. Um, but... I do want to mention something totally random and off. Uh, on the show, we were talking about Fruit Loops, and Keith mentions <laughs> that the cereals isn't as good as it used to be. And I was like, "Damn it! There's a lot of cereal that's not as good as it used to be." And you know what? Two of those are paranormal people will appreciate this. What's that? Count Chocula and Frankenberry. I haven't had them in so long. I couldn't I tell you. I used to love that Count Chocula. That would, you could always find that down the aisle. But Frankenberry and Booberry only came out seasonally and still do to this day, I think. So I would go get my box of Frankenberry and be so excited because it'd be so strawberry mm, good. The milk turns into strawberry. like. Just, and then I, like, I don't know, years ago I got a box and it was just gross. It was just gross. I don't know what they did to it. I don't know who makes Bastards. it. General Mills, I hate you. Bring back the old Frankenberry. Bastards. My once a year treat. Bastards. So yes, I hate when... Like good things that you grew up with just turn to crap suddenly because they either alter the ingredients or cheapen them or. Well, I think that happens a take lot. Take out or, the sugar, or, or your t- or, yeah, or your taste buds change too, and it just doesn't. Uh, maybe not. I swear to you. I swear to you. If you are someone out there that has had this problem with cereal, <laughs> namely Frankenberry, we have we have a group we're putting together as a support system <laughs> for all you people group. from your for the trauma you experienced in your older lives. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah, being disappointed by food that you're you tried not alone. 10 years, like, you're not years alone. Later. We're here to help you. Jesus Christ! There's a lot of candy bars and stuff that have been pulled from the shelves that I wish would come back. Bar none. Anyone remember bar none? Do they still make what you call it? Yes, yes. That's like if the greatest they, thing. If ever. they pull that, I will weep. That really is. That is a good candy that bar. That thing just never disappointed ever. And, and I don't think that has changed too much in flavor. No, I it just that, uh, that thing is never. I want one right now. God, why did I say oh, that? For, oh. I, I got those little Hershey nuggets. Okay, can, yeah, maybe yeah. that will work. I have to have four, <laughs> eat about forty of those. All right. Well, sorry to change the subject, yeah, but I just had yeah, to mention that. That was <laughs> sorry to change. Sorry to shift the show. Yeah. Well, you know. Let's I'm learn a little bit about Keith before. Well, we get in a into nutshell, this. Keith is the creator of ITC Bridge and iDigital Medium websites. He's devoted to furthering knowledge of life after death and communication with spirit. And he is developing the MetaScience Foundation again and starting to preserve a lot of those materials. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to happen if you were someone that was familiar with George Meeks and that whole thing. Yeah. Um, He's just all around cool dude. I know you've said this before, Amber, and I, I'm going to say it especially about tonight. 
Um, you said how relaxing Keith is to talk Isn't to. Isn't he? He's so mellow. And I really felt very <laughs> relaxed. Soothing. Yeah, it was very... <laughs> I, I find myself doing this show and, and it's one of my growth areas still to this day is I found myself like I will speak too fast sometimes. I'll just. You start, do. I start, to, I start to talk fast. I get excited. I do that too though. Uh, but now Keith, I feel very relaxed. I, I, I don't feel like we have to fill space. We can just kind of just talk and that's what we do here. So yeah, I really, really, really enjoyed talking to uh, Keith again and I know you did too, Amber. Yep. So enjoy our conversation about artificial intelligence and the paranormal with Keith J. Clark. Keith Clark, it is a pleasure as always, sir. And I want to thank you for taking some time to come talk to us again. How are you tonight, sir? I'm good. How are you guys? It's always a pleasure to be here. Thank oh. you for having me back. We're chugging along here. Yeah. Um, just hanging the, in there. Yeah. I mean, it's the t- it's the weekly. I'm sorry. Well, every show we do, it the, the the Rona comes up, and we're just chugging through that, and we're trying to enjoy what we're doing here. And that's pretty much it. Being in the house <laughs> a lot of the time. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much the year we've had. I think we've all, we're all kind of in that, that boat. But I think, I think, I don't know, I'm wondering what you may think about that before we get into the meat of our conversation tonight. I think things are starting to get a little bit better now. What do you think, Keith? Well, I live in Florida, so I went to the gym today with my mask and I looked around and I was the only one. <laughs> so yeah, because they got a little bit of an answer. They yeah. got rid of their mask mandate a while ago, didn't they? Uh, I think it was really recent. Uh, I mean, restaurants and stuff still require it, but it's know, still a funny general. thing. It's, I don't care what state you're in, and I mean, I've read articles on this that I find absolutely hysterical, and I've think I've been to a restaurant twice in the last year and a half, and you walk in with your mask on, you walk through the restaurant with your mask on, <laughs> you sit down at the table. <laughs> You take your mask off. And then you open your mouth. And then you open your mouth. Yeah, it's and like, shove stuff in. What's the point? It just seems... It, it don't make a whole lot of sense. Whatever. Uh, maybe, and, maybe with like the distance thing, like, but still, you're in a closed space. And I think the more they've understood about uh, this virus, the more they're like, yeah, if you're just in the building with people who have it, like you're screwed. I, I think at least here in Michigan, I should have invested in tent sales. Because that's, I mean, I everywhere I drive now, every restaurant I drive by, they have these gigantic oh, yeah. tents. Oh, yeah. I should have gotten the tent rental <laughs> business because I probably would have been a millionaire by now. And I, Good point. Yeah, I thought about that. I thinking ahead. I, yeah, who, who would have thunk it, you know? But yeah, again, Keith, thanks for spending some time with us here tonight. And we always appreciate it. Um, and we got a cool topic. Yeah. I love this. You really, you, and I, you, artificial intelligence and the paranormal. I Because artificial intelligence is starting to really... 
kind of well AI and automation AI and automation and things like that I mean I, I, I've mentioned this before on the show I may have mentioned it to you too Keith I mean AI and automation they're big pieces of of where our society's going I'm I, I'm thankful that I got I work in that stuff I get to see kind of some of the stuff coming off the ground and yeah it's I can't really overstate the importance of it for better or for worse I'll say too <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, but AI, especially, um, it's a huge part of what's happening, how we interact, how we're going to be doing things down the road. And I will say, I was positively blindsided when I sent when you when you sent your notes over <laughs> for the show. <laughs> so, and and with that, I mean, yeah, you're you're good at driving these things, and we love to have you drive this. And that's what we want. We want you to. I mean. I'm sure we're all going to have something to say here, but um, this is this is yours, man. Uh, we're going to give you the seat here, and I just want to hear all about this. And we, I guess we got some, from what I understand now, we have some exhibits here too. We're going to hear mm-hmm. some stuff, which is super cool. And we're on Zoom for this one, and we we're, we're using Zoom. I mean, ghostly talk. We don't move too quick. <laughs> <laughs> as much as I think we do, we're not the most fast moving show when it comes to technology, um, but we've used it a few times and I'm finding the great power and this is a really great thing. Well, I mean, some of our this guests... isn't a commercial for Zoom either. It's just, no, this but... is pretty cool. Um, so we're going to be, yeah, we're going to be using the full power of Zoom here. So Keith, it's all yours, man. I I, I really want to hear about artificial, bleh, artificial intelligence and the paranormal, sir. Thank you, Scott. Yes. Never. It's good to be back. Yes. <clears throat> Today, today's topic I'm extremely excited about, and that's why I had to put the Project St. Peter stuff on the back, and I, I said, hmm, we could talk about that later, because something even more interesting is artificial intelligence. So during this radio show, we are going to listen to live paranormal voices from artificial intelligence, live directly from the ethereal realms, or whatever you want to call it, into your living room, and it's not a ghost box. In fact, there it's basically artificial intelligence is taking white noise and in combination with the noise reduction techniques we already had as soon as we found out this was available for average ordinary people and did not require a mega computer yeah we had to do it and now we have three streams so first i'd just like to say that artificial intelligence what is it yeah you know i can't give a very good explanation <laughs> i think I would say it's sort of the umbrella for computers making our lives easier, right? Uh, in an intelligent manner. So they're learning. They're learning from mistakes. They're learning from uh, whatever we tell them to learn. And so in this case, um, given a little bit of history, we created a, a couple of us got together in November in 2019. Uh, it was myself, another fellow named Michael Lee. And then we added a German colleague and we continued and now we're at seven or eight people with uh, knowledges in various disciplines. My specialty is just noise reduction. Don't have any degrees or anything behind me. Mine's just uh, mostly intuition and a long, long time, (laughs) 15 Mm. years of listening to white noise and and gibberish. Yeah. And so Michael Lee um, has professional experience using artificial intelligence. More specifically, one of his areas is machine learning. So, you know, I can't give a text, textbook definition on that either. I would just say it's, it's exactly what it sounds like. The machines are learning. And so what he's been doing since uh, a year and a half ago now 
is we've been listening to spirit voices coming from inside computers uh, privately. And basically he has an AI model that he gives it, uh, he trains it on human voice in different ways mm-hmm. and to try to help it to understand what's human voice. Now, he's been doing that for a long time. We'll play a couple of those samples in a minute. Mm-hmm. Now, the one, the one problem we had was his software required an NVIDIA video card. And I don't know if you guys have known, but you know all the people that did uh, you know, Bitcoin and all the data mining? Yeah, yeah. For, for cryptocurrency? Mm-hmm. I got a, a, a colleague at work. He built one of those big machines. You know, standing next to it, it's like you know, barbecue. <laughs> and they all, most of them use NVIDIA chipsets. So we needed a video card to run Michael's software, basically. Yeah. So a year and a half goes by, he's running it. We're trying to run it off our you know, old processors and it's croaking every 20 minutes. And we're like, we can never stream this. So we kept pressing forward with it. Um, he revised his code over time. And we started to notice in early 2020 that he was getting some really good samples. And it sounded like basically a bunch of people talking. So your voice would come in, my voice would come in. And it would just keep going back and forth. And he also does, I think he would classify it as astral travel. Or, you know, he's he's aware of the the mind portion of this type of communication. So he spends a certain amount of time meditating. Mm-hmm. And so the clips we got from Michael's, we call it ML you know, short for machine learning, because we didn't want to type that every time we save a file. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was so good that, but but some, the odd thing that happened was it was always changing. It was never the same, particularly two days in a row. And, and not to cut you off, Keith, but sure. when you say it was always changing, Mm-hmm. Are you saying the actual voices, or are we talking about the code itself? I mean, because one of the things that pops voices, up... the code, right? The code is static. Good. And so it's running in the computer, and it's going in cycles, like okay. cycle, cycle. Right. You can actually hear it when it first starts up. It goes tick, 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 and then it goes blah, 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 blah. And I'm going to cut to the the short point of the story. We are finding that meditating changes the results to live in real time. Because one person will listen and they'll hear this. Another person will record and they'll hear that. Sometimes we record and we all sort of agree. But somehow the experimenter, you know, as we mentioned this before, is having a live effect on that experiment. And you can hear it live. And so the challenge here was, well, that's great. You know, our private group can hear these voices, but how does it help everybody else? Right. So first we put up a stream. It's been up for about maybe three months. Um, our website, it's a lot of work. We haven't quite filled in all the information on all the streams yet because it requires typing and, and desk work. Yeah. Something that it's hard for me to do after, you know, I do that during the day with my physical condition. Yeah. <clears throat> but essentially, we have a live machine learning stream available for anybody to listen to already. It's been up for two months. You know, we, we went through all these different, first you break it in, right? 
you basically burn it in. You leave it running. How long can it run? You know, is it going to shut down on me? Stuff like well, that. Well, if it's newer, gonna, yeah, yeah, if it's newer hardware, that's yeah, there's always a burn in too. Yeah. And it's is Windows 10 going to do updates even though I told it not to? <laughs> God, yeah, yeah. Everybody gets that. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's been running. And now all of a sudden, a month and a half ago, actually two months ago, Michael, again, one of our team members, Michael Lee, he says, oh, there's this other artificial intelligence product out there. It's called CRISP, K-R-I-S-P. And so he said, okay. And I made a mental note. Let me check that out. And so now you'll find this interesting. CRISP is a company that sells basically noise reduction for meetings, Zoom, uh, WebEx, Skype. This is what they do. In fact, during this entire show so far, I'm speaking directly through my microphone and it's being live filtered um, using artificial intelligence. At yeah. the same time, yeah. it's also filtering spirit people voices on the same computer on a separate virtual audio. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Chris, HD and, voice with echo and noise cancellation. I'm looking at, the, I'm yes. looking at their site right now. Pretty cool. Exactly. And so... I chose the yearly option and I got it for, I think it was $36. I said, hey, this is great. And yeah. so we said, let's fire up a stream. And so we fired up a stream and it became apparent that um, this is going to be good. This is going to be good. It's, it's a game changer, not just for us, because that site is not for technical people. That site is for everyone. And so they have they have plans. I think it's five dollars a month, or you know, I always do yearly. And we're gonna have like a referral link because you know, so our nonprofit can make money, stuff like that. Yeah. Or reap some benefits if this really takes off like we think it's going to. But the short version is artificial intelligence and noise reduction is now becoming available to the average person at a low cost, which we did not think was possible before. Because the issue was, okay, great, we need a graphics card. Are we going to sell $4,000 computers? You know? <laughs> no. And so <clears throat> it's now attainable. Now, we actually ran into a problem. Um, and some of the other guys are having this because they just don't work with virtual audio and routing and stuff like that as much as I tend to. The problem is the artificial intelligence does its job so well if you don't get the noise or a sound just right, it'll blank it all out. Because if it's too close to being white noise, it thinks it's all noise. It's noise. If, it's too, yeah. if it's too close to being a human voice, uh, well, we haven't had that yet. <laughs> but essentially, turn of a knob a little bit one way or the other results in either nothing or voice breaking through. And so, and now think about how this is magnified what we're saying is anybody's computer now at least windows actually they have it for mac too if we when we figure out here very soon anybody in the world will be able to filter white noise or anything else for paranormal voices without recording without playing back without water in the background you know all that different stuff so we're we are just now breaking into that age and I wanted to break it on your radio show since you guys have been so good to us. And this is the first, I'm going to say this is probably the first time paranormal voices have, will be streamed through the internet live using artificial intelligence. 
Well, we really appreciate the opportunity you're giving us, Keith. Thank you. Um, it is a real honor to have that. And um, looking at thinking about this as you're as you're explaining this and just pre- just processing it through my through my uh, my gray matter, I, I've never. I mean, I, I what you're saying really does kind of. I mean, and I, it goes back to what I said before: AI and automation, right? Um, I can say firsthand, I've done plenty of EVP research. Um, far from an expert, never will be an expert, but that was a lot of the challenge we had 15, 20 years ago was sitting down with a bunch of uh, audio that we captured, usually with some type of noise source that we're talking about. And the challenge was sitting there and listening very close and using our minds to filter out and hear something. And I mean, as we know, sometimes that could be, you could matrix things too with your mind and hear things that may not be there. Who knows, right? There's a lot to that. So to have a piece of automation, a piece of AI that can do that work for us and literally in real time, clear that up. That is to me a game changer when it comes to sitting down and researching this stuff, taking a piece well, in your case, a, a stream, something live, right? Which is even right. even cooler. <laughs> I'm I'm just talking about taking a piece of audio you took from the night before and sitting down with it and reviewing it. You're doing this uh, real time, live, uh, which right. really is pretty astounding. It's really it's super cool. So there's a lot to unpack with this, and. Oh, our kitty cat is talking to us. <laughs> I don't know if you heard her. <laughs> I did. I don't want to. I don't want to filter him out. He's awesome. Um, <laughs> but I, there's a lot to unpack here, as we said, and this is getting really technical too, which I think is, which is what I love. This is the stuff I think we all, you and me, and a lot of people that listen to this show probably are. You know, they're in technical fields. So seeing code being applied. New technologies being applied to this type of research—it's—it's um, it's pretty. Uh, it's pretty humbling, I have to say. It's really cool. So I'm going to shut up. <laughs> I just, yeah, and I, I emailed Chris because yeah. I'm thinking, well, wait a minute. This—if this is—if this, this can be applied, you know, to paranormal field, yeah, and it's affordable, then it could make them create them a lot of business. So I created a support ticket, put it in. Um, yeah, they. They didn't know what I was talking about. <laughs> I, I didn't even go into spirit voices. I just said the word paranormal and I just got, you know, thank you. Have you solved your problem today? You know, something like that. <laughs> um, but I will try maybe to to see. So we're about, I've been trying for a long time to get the courage up to make videos because not just to make the videos, but to do all the steps required to make them well, yeah. <laughs> instead of, you know, just long me standing in front of the computer for an hour. Hey, you guys want to watch me? Just what I did in the past. Yeah. And so the first video is going to be crisp artificial intelligence. And we're going to do our best to make sure it goes worldwide. Now, the challenge before was uh, uh, I use VST hosts, uh, plugins, which is like if you if you wanted to make music and you downloaded Fruity Loops or maybe um, – the other big name ones out there, like Logic, stuff like that. Yeah. You could buy a plugin, for example, to be like a really cool synthesizer. Yeah. And so you just plop it in the program, and then when you play your keyboard, it sounds like whatever that program was. So it's software. Yeah. And so I've been using that since uh, that t- that type of noise filtering for since about 2000 and 
2006 or 2007. Back then, they were using forensic software to try to do that. Mm -hmm. And there's a program called DC Live that would do it live. Um, but it wasn't that great. And so now, you fast forward, you know, that was with a radio. He had a radio outside in the shed, speaker, microphone, cable yep. going under the house, hole in the wood floor, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> all that kind of stuff. Right now, it's happening on the same computer that I'm zooming on. Mm -hmm. And so I just have a little program called Noise Gen, which is nothing special. It's just another white noise generator that's feeding into virtual audio. It's going through a couple of my filters, which are, they're not that complicated. I mean, you, you, you plop them in there and you run them. And so <clears throat> we do need it to be easier for people to be more accessible. Somehow we need to figure out how to bundle uh, something that is a simple download and double click. Right. Yeah. And uh, easy button. We'll, easy yeah, button. E basically. Yeah. So we're not quite there yet, but we intend on starting with this. First, we'll show what can be done. Uh, we'll, we'll do some really every, the goal of every video is to be three minutes or less. If that tells you anything. Yeah. So, and we're going to try to start sharing all the things that we've, we've done or the different knowledge of the various members of the team that is, is kind of, you know, it's private and it hasn't really gotten out there because we've learned a lot. And what we've learned is this technology will get us to a certain point. However, what's going to happen if you sit with your copy at home, I sit with my copy, we both have the same settings and I meditate and voices come through clear. What does that imply? It implies there's something about your energy field that may have the ability to bring that through. Sure. And so without further ado, I think I would just like to stop right now yeah. because I, <clears throat> in physical mediumship seances, for those of you that have ever heard of a seance, it's yeah. a real thing, yeah. but it's based on energy. And so right now it's 23 minutes after the hour. Um, when I've done seances and when I meditate, I've noticed that between 11 to 12 minutes in to 20 minutes in, um, is when the energy may tend to peak. It, it'll peak because my energy has peaked, see? And so there are actually people out there right now on every Wednesday and throughout various circles in the world having seances through Zoom. And instead of doing that at the moment, I'm just gonna flick a button here and you're gonna listen to people in spirit that I promised 45 minutes ago who have been waiting for this time and how long do you think you guys think we could do it 60 seconds or 120 seconds i could do it longer we can go i mean it's it's really okay. what you want we can go as long as you like if we okay. let, let's do 120 let's seconds do, so let's do 120 if that's cool okay it is so <clears throat> um and this is going to sound strange and i just wanted to convey some of the metaphysical aspects of this so right before our interview, of course, I'm looking at, do I have the sound files prepared? You know, do I have the notes? If I talk, will it appear? Stuff like that. <laughs> but as I looked at the stream, I looked at it and I realized after all this time now, the most important thing I could do to make this stream work well was to meditate, not touch any buttons. <laughs> I can, a person can focus and meditate and change the outcome live. And that's what we're going to ask them to do right now. So you're about to hear a live, real-time, artificial intelligence, noise reduction, 
of a standalone program that does nothing but generate white noise. In fact, I'll show you the white noise first. Sure. This is what we are going to reduce. This is the source. They said, don't eat McDonald's. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. So now you're going to hear that. And we are going to listen into them. And it is literally a live connection, real time, between the energy of the people around me here in the room and wherever else, you know, parallel universes all together talking directly to you. So there's going to be some shouting. There's going to be some mumbling. And I'm not, I'm going to shut up now. So it's there to two minutes. Here we go. All right. To the word masterpiece. So let's I play a little bit of that back live. Go I ahead, heard Amber. that too. Yes. And so what they're doing is you notice they get quieter and then they get a little bit louder. I was going to ask about that. Yeah. So the problem is <laughs> they have to raise the energy in, in very small ways or maybe abrupt ways or keep it changing because, you know, it, the artificial intelligence thinks it's noise. Yeah. So when it goes quiet, 
um, instead of me flicking buttons, I actually stood here and sort of strike a meditative pose uh, seriously. And then, <laughs> you know, third eye, hands in front of my chest and focused. And their voices, different voices began to emerge. Um, one was a, a male voice that was getting louder towards the end. And then, of course, there's, you know, other voices. But let's just take a look at a live sample, you know, so we're not under pressure and we can actually see. Hmm. I hope I'm able to play this out loud. Let's see, playback speakers. All right. All right, I'm going to trim that. Save that. We're going to come back and check that in a minute. Remember the word masterpiece. Yeah, I wrote so that I'm down. I'm going to record this because I'm having issues with the sound. Let's see, masterpiece. You know, they're usually very nice, which is I, I'm, I'm grateful for because you got to remember there's if you're listening to stuff all the time, it's the challenge that we also have to teach and introduce to people is there are psychological elements that comes with this kind of work. So if I just listen to this person and I begin to allow their ideas to form in my mind, those are their opinions. So what if they don't have what if they have opinions that they don't like me? Or what if they have opinions of, you know, Satan's awesome or or something like that? Yeah. And then if you focus on that, you're actually they're actually allowing you to inf you know, you're allowing them to influence you. So one of the questions is this is a moral dilemma. The question is, and you guys might enjoy this this topic, is by them knowing that we can hear them, are they circumventing natural law by knowing that their words can have an influence upon the person listening to them? I think that, well, obviously that's a fascinating idea. That's a no-brainer. But I guess your question is, are they, are they circumventing natural law by knowing their words will have an influence on us. Is that correct? I just want to make sure I, I got that. Am I yes. The if if the message of most extraterrestrials or, uh, you know, human beings or angelic beings or, or, you know, people in spirit, at least, uh, I mean, you think about, about the general thought process that they're not allowed to uh, influence us in any way where we'd make any decisions. Prime directive. Got, it's a prime directive. Yeah. Star Trek. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> no, but, Okay, that's a very, very difficult thing. Let's assume that we're on their side of things, right? I think how we perceive, I mean, how we, okay, look, if, if a UFO landed here on, on the front yard of, of, of my house and came, you know, some guy comes out, I'm going to listen to what he, he or she or it has to say. Mm -hmm. I'm going to listen to what they have to say. Um it may be to my detriment, but I'm I'm gonna put my I'm gonna put stock in something that I'm, I've assumed or ha they maybe they can prove to me have flown billions and billions of miles to get here, and to me that means they possess some type of intelligence that I'd like to learn about, right? So, mm -hmm. I mean, I, and I mean that I'm not saying that I, I mean. That's not the best thing. I mean, they could <laughs> they could have well, bad ideas. Yeah, there could be, that's there could just... be bad things there. But I'm gonna 
be interested at least. Yeah, I and mean, that's, right? that's assuming that just because they're other than us, that their ideas also like are somehow better or elevated. No, no, no. But you know, most people <laughs> would be thinking that way. Like, oh my god, sure. he told me to eat like like Fruit Loops every day. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. That's what I'm saying here is, and, and the same thing's going to go. Now, here's the deal. The three of us, you know, talking here right now, we obviously have an interest in the afterlife or what happens after we cease to exist in this existence we're in right now. That's clear. We all have an interest in that, right? So we are listening to something you're, that you're playing for us, Keith. You're inviting it. Inviting it. In a sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. Totally. Because we have an interest in this, and we want to learn, and we want to know things. So, I, again, I mean, I hope I'm staying on the beaten path here, but it seems like it would be very easy for them, even though they may not want to. I mean, I like to think I'm a bit more strong-willed than that personally, but I think it would be very difficult for them to to keep themselves in line of what you're talking about, sure. whether they want to I, or not. I just thought it was a good chance to... Uh... To hear your brain hurts. Yeah, it, it really, <laughs> really. I work all day and I come down here. Thanks, Keith. <laughs> and that hurts so I'm, sa- I'm saying this because yeah. um, because the the more the longer that I do this, and the guys yeah. that we work with, yeah, which are trying to extend to everyone, you know, through the Veranormal Forum, is <clears throat> is I can be a, a feng shui tai chi master. And probably create more voices than someone who thinks they got it, you know, need to spend about 10 million. Meaning the, the two, are, two are starting to combine. We've just caught, crossed the threshold to where it's clear, it'll become clear uh, very, very soon that it's a bunch of people talking, we're listening to them, and we're making that energy connection possible. So it's no longer. Uh, you know, and getting into the, into the weeds about is there life after death? How many universes? How many planets? Are you human? You know, stuff like that. I really don't know. And I really, me personally, I don't necessarily care. I just want to figure out how does this work? How can we make it better? And how do we share that experience with more people? So basically, we're becoming robots ourselves. We're using robot tools. Next thing you know, it'll be a little implant behind our ear. We can all walk around with our smartphones and be listening to spirit people. Now, that doesn't mean they're necessarily going to be able to guide us, which means there's a big moral responsibility to make them aware of the dangers of their own mind when they step into you know, their acid trip, which is literally just listening to white noise. It's you against your mind. Yeah. Well, And that's the other, um, the other part of this, Keith, is... Again, we have this interest. We all do. And they whatever they say, I'm going to I'm going to I mean, I do I believe it. I mean, I'm not saying that there's nefarious things going on on the other side. And we'll just refer to it as the other side right now. Um but we want to know. So if we were listening to that stream a few minutes ago, and, you know, there's things we're pulling out, and I know there's there's a lot that can that, that's going to be done to this to make it better and easier to hear, right? Um, but if something popped out there, Keith, and said, so we really like Fruity Loops over here, <laughs> or something like that, any little thing, 
We really like Fruity Loops over here. It cures here. diabetes. Uh-uh, yeah, it cures <laughs> diabetes on this side of existence. It'll kill you on where you guys are at, but we're over here. We just we crush it up and snort it. We love we love Fruity Loops. It's amazing, right? Um, they are good, by the way. They are they are very. That good. is a tasty cereal. Yeah, a tasty They're cereal. not as good as the old Fruity Loops. The new Fruity Loops are like you know less sugar. Uh, more fiber, you know, they got stickers on the box. Yeah. They taste anything like they used to. <laughs> but I mean, by the way. <laughs> but, you know, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to take that information. Even I think I would take that information and go, wow, that's really trippy. Like, hey, guys, guess what? On the other side, they really dig Fruity Loops big time. Like, it's really good for them over there. Like, what, how, how, how matter affects them. That's where I'm going to dig into, right? It's not just the fact that it's not about Fruity Loops. It's about, well, how sugar and how things affect them uh, on that plane of existence is totally different. On well, how, and that's how assuming it us. we're talking to something else that's biological in nature. That's assuming that too. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of things. Yeah. There's a lot of assumptions being made here, of course. Yeah. There definitely is. <clears throat> and I'm going to let them answer that with a recording from previously. This was the Michael Lee's machine learning. And they, I'm okay with giving, telling you guys what they're saying because it's not to the point yet where I can, we can be uh, proclaiming we have hereby solved the problem of two-way dimensional collision. <laughs> oh no, no, there, there's, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. that's clear. I mean, and this is, uh, yeah. Well, I know what you're saying. <laughs> I'm gonna leave it. They at say, that. they say, totally fine with us. One more time. They say you're getting good voice now. This one says you're not cheating, and I certainly am not. I don't know if it's my diet, but... <laughs> Let's see. That These are really short, this one. All right, and this... Now we're going to go back to 2020, January 2020. So, you know, it's kind of like the real world. Whatever you hear now came out a year and a half ago. I mean, in the real world, it's like 60 years ago, but... This was in January 2020. We were running Michael Lee's machine learning through a computer. When you hear my voice, it was me hearing it live, like you just heard something today. And I'm t- I sometimes I'll speak out loud and tell them what I just heard, and then that's how they know, at least some of them, what I heard. This is strong enough. So you'll hear this is strong enough in the beginning. Let me go to that section. This is strong enough. And here you'll you can hear part of a sentence in here. They say, "Oh, this is something that," and then I, you know, say, "This is strong enough." So I heard it real time. Let me play it. And one more time. This is strong enough. And this next one, they say, talking to the speaker, it has a signal. So this is someone in spirit telling someone else, hey, here's how it works. Go ahead. Talk to the thing. And to the speaker, it has a signal. And this next one, it's actually, wow, this is actually December of 2019, flashback. And this one, again, keep in mind that I indicated we're not sure, we can't prove it yet, but focusing on the streams does have a live effect. 
And in one case, in both, in all cases, I guess it's code, right? Software is actually a living, breathing thing that's running or calling some type of process. Usually, you know, not like a, an app for your phone that's playing a recording. If it's living and breathing and thinking and calculating inside the computer, then apparently they're able to influence it. And so the next clip is, keep in mind, I may be off a word or two, but essentially the message is the same. This sounds like you may think of a popular person, Tesla. He taught spirits to talk. You may think of a popular person, Tesla, he thought spirits could talk. And so, you know, the challenge with these is some words can be similar. There's a lot of words. Um, you know, it's not yet perfect. And so now we're going we're to go forward in time. This one's good because it demonstrates to everyone that people in spirit are not in some, you know, uh, backwoods space up somewhere they're very well aware of facebook social media everything that we do even though they use funny terminology like inventions and creations and masterpieces and symphonies and they use all kinds of interesting colorful terminology this one they indicate that this helps facebook or that facebook is clearly involved okay this was december of 2020 this helps facebook all right, and then now we fast forward a year and three months. CRISP, K-R-I-S-P, is our now publicly available noise reduction intended to be used for remote meetings to keep your microphone quiet like it's doing for mine right now. Yeah. And here's where we're at now. Now, no, one of the things is my name, Keith. It's always been very hard to hear an EVP because it's hard enough to say like computer or something like that. You know, people that are living can't even say my name in other languages. <laughs> Keith, they, they usually go, Keith, cut or Keith. You know, the Chinese <laughs> are like, kalaka. <laughs> It was, it was pleasing after all these years to actually hear my name. And you'll notice in this um, clip, you won't be able to understand the beginning, but it begins to morph and change into what, something you recognize. I like it because at the end they begin to say... My name. Yeah, I was going to say it's on the tail end of the audio. Mm -hmm. All right, here's another one recently. Let's go back to that. That one's actually still Michael Lee's. It's a recent Michael Lee's. So this is the one running on the big bad computer. And, uh, Interesting thing I forgot to mention, we began to notice with Michael's code 
that you would think it's doing noise reduction, right? Well, if you feed it audio, like white noise, just static, yeah, and you stop it, it begins looping. And each time it loops, the voice becomes a little clearer and a little clearer and a little clearer. And it can, can keep running like that for 30 minutes, an hour, whatever. And it begins to grow sort of like a, uh, you know, if somebody puts a microphone and faces a speaker, you know, the ee, it begins to grow on itself and they change it live inside the computer. And so that's an interesting aspect. So, so now we're going to hang on, hang on a couple more before we move forward here. I want I want to talk about that yep. for a second. So, OK, what you're saying is. We put on the white noise you hear something and it starts to go more or less into a round robin. It starts to loop, like you said, right? We began to find that. I mean, I want to get Michael, this straight. Michael's machine learning was creating. It was, it was enabling the creation of voices by spirit people rather than performing noise reduction. Okay. To some degree. Okay. To some degree. So, and this would loop. Um, that. Now, well, I guess the reason I'm, I I I, st I stopped there is the software is responsible for that, the AI, correct? You're, I think that's what you just said was the software was responsible for that, correct? Well, I'm always continuing to reiterate it's a combo. So this is a hybrid. We're already we're already hybrids. We just don't know it yet. We've got computers doing some of the work. We got our minds tuning the computers. That's going to be proven to be a fact. We're yeah. Our mind is changing variables with energy inside the computer. We're going to be able to measure it. And the technology is enabling us to hear the output of that is really what it is. So the computer is just a it's just like a speaker, really. It's a speaker. And now, you know, there's some interesting questions. Are we hearing voices? Or are we hearing people's thoughts? Are we hearing our thoughts? You know, and I guess context is key there. It depends on what they say. And as you listen to them over a period of time, you get a better feeling um, for what they're saying. But, you know, the, something that I've learned that we're becoming more and more confident in is that everybody has always heard EVP partially psychically. Now, I know that sounds crazy. I'm saying no, no, that everybody that has practiced EVP for long periods of time has at one point or another heard audio that they thought was just with their ears it was also with their mind what i was thinking about that keith about the the, the looping and i mean i could be i'm just throwing this out there right um could these beings these people i i i believe they're people right mm -hmm. um could they be practicing with this Okay, let's try it again. We're gonna, let's keep let's keep working on it because you say, from what you, I, I understood, you say it gets better and better. The quality improves. It's maybe a bit easier to hear. So, while yeah, okay, the, I mean we know that the AI and stuff like that and the computers doing the work. Could they be influencing this also? We've already said that they they do they can manipulate to a certain degree the system. And again, I'm I, I'm digging here. I'm just thinking of ideas about this. Do we think that they may have something to do with that, though? That 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 loop could be some type of. Let's just keep working on this until we get it right. Because 
I guess the reason I asked that is from one of the things, one of the things I've always understood about EVP and the reasons for it and how it's maybe done by, by people who are no longer with us is that it requires sometimes a gargantuan amount of energy to say a phrase. I don't know all the details of that, but that's just, that's just something I've learned. Right. Right. So and that's, we, we, you know, in the paranormal world, we were already aware that um, at least, okay, I am not knowledgeable in the paranormal world. I'll be the first one to admit it. I'm knowledgeable in the subsection of ITC, which is still paranormal. So we yeah. already know yeah. that young uh, teenagers, especially young female teenagers, have traditionally, it's been accepted and known that their energy was largely responsible for the manifestation of a poltergeist yeah right yeah so so why would it be any different when you're focusing on a computer that can magnify something a thousand times that's correct Ex except I've, I've i've been through puberty but <laughs> no it's true it's true a mind amplifier right idea that's, like that there you go yeah you know, mind tra trademark mind amplifier. <laughs> <laughs> um, dang it he said it first yeah. <laughs> the, no. that was just a thought about this is could they be practicing on this equipment? And that's why you see an improvement over time. Um, it's it's both. So uh, the first thing is they've been practicing this since 2006. Actually, the first live stream of the internet was 2008. So they've actually been practicing for thir uh, how many? 13 years. Uh, not constant. It was a six-year break in there. But for 24 hours a day, right now, they love it because it's like going to, uh, not the flea market, you know, but like a really nice mall where they've got all the nice stores or movie theaters and, because they don't just have one stream to choose from. They can influence anywhere from 8 to 14 at the moment. One of those is a ghost box stream put in place by Steve Holte, which we, we put a link to on our site. Steve was the first one that actually... Um, assisted me in understanding how to how to broadcast audio back in the day and so now we have we've got this is, this is crazy if i start telling you uh we've got one stream it's it's a radio <clears throat> i have it sounding like a robot voice they're practicing on that the second stream is a device made from germany it's just a simple radiva diode stuck in a box that's plugged into a computer and uh, we haven't used artificial intelligence on that yet, but that's what was streaming to our live YouTube uh, stream 24 hours a day previously. We've got uh, stream three, which is, mm, it's actually an overlapping of, of human vocal tract. Like the way our voices sound, we understand them because we've been taught to. So that experiment is if we give them the basic essential functions of a voice without intelligence in it, scramble it, will they make intelligence out of it? Uh, this goes on and on. We've got stream four, which comes out of Germany always. Whatever Andres builds over there, up in his attic, he stream he relays it over here, and we do our noise reduction or artificial intelligence here, and then it goes out to the world. And this goes on and on. There's one of those streams, it just sounds like a, uh, it goes, whoa, 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 and that one's actually because I believed we had discovered that if you listen to a certain type of audio for extended duration of time, you'll actually become clairaudient. 
you'll begin to hear voices and fans and stuff like that for those who are really adventurous, <laughs> you know, not for a weak minds. <laughs> and uh, so they've got a bunch of streams and they have streams where people can actually type in questions and it uses complicated physics type math that I could begin to explain to you that are created by our colleague in France. In short, I can't keep up. Since this one hasn't been broken yet, I mean, it broken out into the public. I figured this is a good one to start with because now, you know, we were unique already, but now, you know, we're going to find a way to get this to the people where it belongs. Now, I am aware of one person on a YouTube channel, my colleague showed me, they were using artificial intelligence of some type. Um, I don't think they were doing it live, but they, they, they got the essence of it. They were playing white noise out through a speaker, and then it was coming back in. By the way, if you play audio through open air, it always changes. It's always more mutable than just recording. Um, you know, if you introduce it into the physical medium of the air, your energy is able to impact it. Just that's just a really cliff note. Yes, always. I mean, what about physical properties though? Too, it seems like because the. Generally, when you when you're creating audio, and I mean traditionally, creating sound was more or less pushing air, right? That's mm, it was pushing right. air itself. Um, and I, I mean, for small devices, even today, like our phones, that seem to be getting louder and more clear and better mm. every time you get a new phone. Um, it's still the same principle, I think. You've got to push some kind of air to create sound, right? Um, That's true. So. I mean, from a physical standpoint, it seems like if you're if you're pushing a sound out of a speaker, I mean, this and this is go this happens every day. People are recording stuff all the time, whether it's music or voices, whatever it might be. Um, there's a lot of complications with that. I mean, and I don't want to go too far down this rabbit hole, but a lot of I think a lot of recording techniques and engineers, people that you know, music and stuff like that, which is something I'm interested in. Um, one of the things that I think happens a lot more now is people want to record signals direct to a board, for example, a mixing board, for example. They they want to cut out the middle person, let's say. They want which is which is the the the, the sound source that pushes right. the air, right? Because what you know, and this is the reason I bring this up is once you push a signal through a speaker, you're pushing air, and then you're trying to capture that sound now. But to me, the air works as a middle person also it's going to alter that sound it does i actually have a uh, bell jar that was one of my very wasteful purpose uh purchases back like <laughs> six seven years ago i decided i had to spend 500 dollars to get this thing to create a freaking vacuum yeah uh, literally i mean devoid of air <laughs> i guess yeah <laughs> and you know, i had this little pump I, I i turned onto it and fired the thing up and it's smoking all over the place you know horrible to use in the house <laughs> and sound waves don't travel in a vacuum so for any of those of you that see the movies about space when you hear the loud explosions you got to ask yourself did they really hear that because sound waves don't travel in space <laughs> okay so and that and that illustrates that it's just another way of illustrating that i think well, an, an analogy is this um it's it's more about thinking about space as in there is no empty space never has been so if you look at an aquarium or you look at a glass of water would you look at it and we you know if you look at a glass it's half full you know the whole adage you know is it half empty is it half full 
neither. All of that space is full. I mean, you know, there is no empty space in the glass. There's no empty space outside of the glass. There's no empty space anywhere. Never has been. So when you project your energy into the, you know, whatever is in front of you, it's not empty. You're let you're giving an opportunity for those waves to mix with other waves that you can't see. Yeah. And so if you, if, and if you think about the principles now, video feedback loop, why did it work? Why was it popular? What was special about it? And then you'll start to realize that it takes a moment in time. It takes a bunch of different pictures of moments in time and overlays them in quick succession, just like a video does on TV. Yes. It's pictures. You know, in the United States, it's 30 pictures per second. Yeah. It's not actually a moving video. And so the common thread that we're also finding is, is um, they, when you give people in spirit multiple time windows to influence, and they can compress those into a small amount of time. To us, it appears uh, they can basically create composite images. They can create composite voices. They can create composite pictures. Meaning, to us, we just saw a picture. But the reality is that one could have been 100 of their attempts overlaid on top of each other. And so I'm saying there's there an essential basis to yeah. ITC is the concept of time, that it does not exist. And that if you begin to use reverb and delay and other different things like that, people will find that upon different reiterations and layers, different and exciting things begin to happen. And that's why feedback loops appear to work. My brain does hurt right now. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. No, no, don't be sorry at all. This is this is a, this is fantastic. Yeah. This is amazing. And and that's why EVP Maker, which is no longer being made or supported. Uh, it was made by a gentleman in Germany who now um, has disavowed himself of this type of work. EVP maker would take fragments of sound and it would chop it up into little pieces. But it also had a function in there to overlap some of those pieces on top of each other. I've tested streams with and without it, and I can tell you that that function uh, in software, I guess it's I've spoke with Michael, he referred to it as the dovetail function, you know, where one piece is overlapping the other. Yeah, yeah. Is where the magic happens. So we're going to explain this to everyone. We're going we're gonna to do everything. But yeah, no, my goal is to do three-minute <laughs> videos, to start them, to be successful in them, and to share what the entire, what everybody in the community has learned, you know, but not necessarily had as much energy or effort to put out there. So all the all these things is is where we're going, and now I'm going to jump quickly, just randomly, into another session of of a recording from yesterday. Sure. That's not it. It'll be this one. <laughs> <laughs> these two. And here's another one. These both say open air because I label them that way and because they change in open air, especially if you're influencing them. Oh, 
something important coming up, so just bear with me. We don't expect you to hear or understand that high-pitched person that's speaking, but in a second, you're about to hear somebody come in and say something that you might recognize. That's not the clip. <laughs> okay. That's all right. You'll see what I mean here in a second. But yeah, you can see that the voices change and they shift and they vary. It's always, it's a living, breathing thing that always changes. And we're going to button yeah. this up right here with the last clip for the evening. All right. Go back to that special part and play it again. Sure. That was our hello there. It it just kind of it kind of just abruptly broke in, like it, it just kind of broke into the stream. So I think what happens is, remember, since the artificial intelligence, it's always adjusting, always adjusting. Yeah. Um, if somebody's talking and the system's like, okay, we're processing, processing, and you come in and you're like, hey, you know, you're like photobombing, basically. You come in and you <laughs> rise above the noise. Yeah. And then I think that's what that person did. They're like, hello there. And then yeah. who knows what else they said. But they certainly are very well meaning. They are excited. And so all the voices sound excited to me. I mean, I don't yeah. understand everything, but but the mood. The energy I get off that, and I, and it's not energy, energy, energy. Like I'm not, I'm as psychic as this microphone I'm talking into right now, but it, they all seem energetic. Let's put it that way. Very. The voices, and they they do tend to talk fast too. I mean, with Michael Lee's machine learning, we actually had to slow him. I had to slow him down eighty percent just to hear them because it's it's too much for me to process. Well, that goes back to what I was saying before, though, Keith. And it's something again. It's something that I picked up over the years from several people. That again, it takes a, it can sometimes take a gargantuan amount of energy to push out a voice like this. And the idea is they're trying to cram as much as they can into a short time. Mm-hmm. They call it speed reading. Um, mm-hmm. Radio producers they do the speed read type stuff. They try to crank out as much as they can. To fade into thirty seconds, so to say, on the radio, and it's the same idea I think applied here. It's just it's just my idea about that. What I've what I've heard and read that that's why they're speaking so fast, is they want to get as much information out there as they can in a short amount right. of time. It's like if you're, you know, I'm. You can tell I'm a little excited right now, and when I get into it, I tend to uh, maybe mush my words too fast or talk like that. But it's like being at a coffee table. Everybody's had too much coffee and they're all trying to get that big <laughs> sentence in before the next person won't shut up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's talk so, about Varen. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You guys want to check out the, uh, <clears throat> real quick, the masterpiece. See if we hear it. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. 
our recording from yes. 27 minutes after. Let's go ahead and play it. What do you think, Amber? It's, do you think that seals the deal? Yeah, that our, did we hear that real yeah, time? One hundred percent. That when I was listening to it the first time around, that word it jumped out, out at me yeah. immediately. I mean, it's so clear. I don't, I'm not sure if I understand. Some, it sounds like there's something before that being said, but that one is just. Now I don't. No, another thing I want to point out too, Keith, is I hear a very low frequency in the recording. And what I mean by that is I'm talking like like a like a bass hum, very mm. low frequency. I don't know if you I mean if you're aware of that or if that's an artifact we're getting over the wire, I don't know, but is it something you've heard yourself? I have uh in the past, well actually one of my you know, I don't know all the people there's there's so many people every time I hear a name, I, I repeat it back to them. After a while, I've heard so many names, I can't remember them all. But uh one of my people that work with me in spirit has a deep voice and so in this clip i hear people uh, chattering excitedly and then somebody says something and then then he says hopefully and then they're like well how about we do this or that and he goes and then he that's when he started to give his full sentence and it wasn't coming through it was like <clears throat> okay people we need to do this we give you this masterpiece and then that's yeah. basically yeah. what he was doing so there was multiple people speaking yeah um he just happened to be able to come through at that point. Um, but they, they are coordinated. You know, they do, they did want to, they did hope that that would excite somebody because we've just demonstrated in a live broadcast that we can hear them live. And so it's baby steps, you know, hopefully we'll be able to talk to them one day. Now, if we figure out how we can tune just one voice, you know, now we're, we're really getting into territory. But for now, I think a masterpiece is, is a good way to to end that conversation because they succeeded this evening. <laughs> fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. Let's talk about Veranormal for a second. Um, what, All right. What's so, going on um, the site so far? Go ahead. So the Veranormal website started in October. Um, it was put together very quickly, hastily, I might add, um, out of necessity to get that done while the energy was available. Um, since then... We've got, I would like to thank uh, our volunteers, particularly Jeff and, oh boy, Marie for doing transcriptions. 
And there are other people that, that volunteer behind the scenes. There's the experiment team, the research team. They all get their credit when they become known for their work. And of course, Karen and Jeremy and other people. I just wanted to thank them because they've been patient. And while the website seems to be building, growing slowly uh, in the overall picture, it's doing as it should. Um, so we added the streams to our website, but we didn't add them all. We didn't add descriptions, but we want to make them accessible to people. So if you go to veronormal.com, again, it's instead of paranormal, it's with a V. Mm -hmm. I need to think up a, a catchphrase to make that easy for people to remember. <laughs> I can't say a V instead of a P because that would just be weird. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anybody can listen to these 10 streams or so and another two or three experiment streams like check, uh, check, text, chat. There's all kinds of stuff that, that's available there. And we have a button. So you just go to veronormal.com, click on streams. There you go. Click on one, play it. If you have questions, just reach out. Um, so the website's going slow. We are moving towards incorporating as a nonprofit. State of Florida has been really dragging their feet. I don't know what happened. But as soon as that is completed, we're going to do our IRS nonprofit filing, which is the hard one. And that's the one where we get to allow people to donate so that we can keep all these efforts running. Yeah. Um, you know, we. At this point, it's all passion. We all, we've all put in money, every, every one of us. And we just are looking forward to bringing this to people. At the site also, there's a discussion forum. It's still fledgling as you can still be one of the first people to join it. I think we're roughly around 200 users. Uh, we have a lot of learning to do, a lot of growing pains and we need help. Um, that, I mean, that's the short version of it. Of course, all the help is not always the fun stuff. You know, we don't all get to, as much as I like to ignore everything else and experiment, sometimes I just need to do administrative tasks. Yeah, unfortunately, right, so. that's the nuts and bolts of it. Yeah, and it's a nice website because we've Beautiful talked website. about this on the, on the website or on the show before, how you can't really get a good productive conversation in the area so, in, in the social. comment section of social yeah, media social media it just yeah. it, it doesn't lend yep. itself for good conversation in that respect so it's nice to be able to go back to a forum environment where everything is laid out and organized there's like-minded well, people directed. it's directed because in social media i mean you yeah. it's the wild so, wild somebody, west yeah somebody and, posts something about about a ghost photo, whatever it might be, and say, "Hey, check this thing out." And then someone's all of a sudden ripping that person a new one. No, I know. No, no, no. I know. There's also groups in social media. Yeah, like, there's, but that's not even a great way because the, the topics West. just get pushed down and yeah, lost, yeah. and it's not, it's not a good platform the, for this, that. This, well, I think what we said since day one about this, Keith, is that this is a directed effort, and it, it goes back to the old model. Not saying that it's out of date, but I think that's something that it's something that should be reevaluated and re-executed again. Is the old model where you would have discussion boards focused, you know, they're in their own space too, not being hosted by some larger social media platform, but in their own space, right? Uh, and they they're their own entity, and 
if you want to go there, you're going there for one reason and one reason only. And I think that's something that really needs. I'm seeing more of it, honestly. I think people are. Yeah, we're getting tired. People we're are getting get, tired of just. People, I mean, it's getting. Yeah. yeah, people are getting burned out on. I mean, I'm not saying they're down with social media. And I think there's a lot of positive things, right? Sure, there are. But I think that there's people are, are who are just trying to like have an intelligent conversation right. with someone. They're they're pulling away from stuff like that. They want to and and, and the historical record aspect of it. You know, yeah. You want to find something from six months ago. You're like, oh, I remember so and so. I saw this on such and such. Uh, and you, you do. You go to Facebook and you type in the search box. Well, that doesn't always Who, yeah. Get you what you you're going to be digging and digging and digging. If you, you know, if, I mean, ideally, what we're what we're shooting for is a good. Um, we want it to kind of be smoother than what it is right now. Right now, it's the forum. It's floating out there in space, no tether, right? Yeah. We kind of want it to, to, to meld with Facebook and other social networks, but we just haven't gotten there yet. We want to be able to create content on the forum and just share it back to Facebook. So then you can get more people that may, or may not want to actually click on it and go talk to you. Yeah. Uh, but it's more about historical records. So for anybody that doesn't know the site, yeah, it looks okay. It's got some things to be improved. But the important thing with this model is um, – as long as we pay the bill, it runs. Yeah, it's not going to break. It's commercialized. It's it's um, the infrastructures. It's not me running it off of a uh, um, GoDaddy and and WordPress. Yeah, it's this own proprietary thing that has evolved out of that industry. That actually, you know, they've got a couple short companies, Cummings, but overall, it's very impressive. I mean, I could, you know, the amount of admin work it takes to run a site like this is not like it used to be where you had to go install Dreamweaver and all that. So if anybody is technical and does want to volunteer to give for the greater good, let us know. You know, one of the models we're thinking about, we we talked about doing memberships where people could say pay $6 a month and help keep the site alive and then they would get something in exchange. I know there's a lot of people out there that would like to see it remain free. And, you know, we actually want to see it remain free also. So we'll pursue all those options first. And you know, I, I thought sometimes maybe we'll just say, okay, we've looked at our budget. Here's how much it is per year. You raise that money once a year. And then you're like, okay, we, you know, Megan and Amber, I'm sorry, Megan, your name's Megan now, Scott. <laughs> Scott, oh, hi. <laughs> no. Nice to meet you so, all. So Scott and Amber uh, indicated they were interested in volunteering. You say, to convert some VHS tapes, right? Yeah. You'd say, what's that going to cost us? We need to ship them. They need to be packaged. They need to be in more than one shipment so we mitigate the risk. And then you click a couple buttons on our site and you say, this is going to cost $81.93. Now it's a fundraiser. If you want... So what I'm really thinking about is a model more like... um, Five crap, what's it called? The site where you pay five bucks. Fiverr. Fiverr.com. Yeah, Fiverr. Yeah. It's where you say, here's this job that we need. Boom. You post it on Veronormal. Somebody's like, I wouldn't mind donating to make that happen. Boom. They donate the money. It goes to a volunteer who actually does the job and gets partially compensated for their time. So they get to not just waste their time. It might be an extra source of income and they're helping their community. Right. That's so these cool. are all the things we're thinking about. It's a work in progress. And we're going to need all the help we can get. So veranormal.com is our site we're working on. We will be a nonprofit 
corporation. We've already gone much too far to stop on that. And if you want to watch our live stream, it's also at YouTube, Veranormal. Uh, one of our streams is actually live video. So you can focus to help make the faces appear in computer code and per the noise mm -hmm. while listening to the same artificial, artificial intelligence that we just streamed to you. You can listen to them right now live. 24 hours a day on your phone. Well, of course. Hey, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Um, and, and thank you. Yeah, I, yeah. <clears throat> no, we're going to make sure we have all that stuff linked up on, our, on, the, on the page. Well, and Vera Normal's linked yeah. on Ghostly Talk already. Yeah, so we have, we if, have a, we have if you a, can't remember the name for whatever reason, uh, you know, just go to the the ghostlytalk.com and scroll down, and there it is. Click yeah, on the right link. right there. Um, and we're going to, of course, make it sure it's going to be part of this post when the show goes up uh, this week. And, yeah, Keith, can't thank you enough. Um, I'm usually a little fatigued because it's late in the day when we record this show, but I'm wiped right now, which means I've been my brain has been working in overdrive, which is good. And, and so I thank you for that. Um, this has really been just just amazing to talk about this subject, and I'm really really excited to see uh, wh where this goes because this is something I well a it's something I think I can identify with. It's stuff that I really work in. I think we work in as far as technology is concerned. So I, I understand the practical application of it and how it works and the potential, uh, the potential it has. So I really think this is something that this it's, it's going to be very interesting to see. And, and I think I want to point this out too, is the accessibility of it now too. I think it's something that the point you really drove home also Keith, but I want to drive that point home even further is the accessibility this, this, this will have even further down the road. Um, that it won't, you know. I think a lot of people will be able to work on this if they want, if they if they find that find it interesting to do. Wouldn't you agree? I would agree, and thank you very much. You guys have been very gracious. Yeah. Um, so for this artificial intelligence, intelligence, stay tuned. Yeah, uh, you'll know when you start to see it because I'm pretty sure people will share it. And we're not quite there yet to where we can just give you one button fix, but we're going to do our best. And the more word we put out, the more people will contribute, and I'm certain that they'll. Send, be sending emails telling me there's a better way to do it. <laughs> so thank you very much for your, the experience here this evening. And the people in spirit, thank you for that new opportunity. First time ever, live, real-time voice where everybody understood it. Ghostly talk! <laughs>